Welcome back to our series on looking unto Jesus. And today we're going to look once again at one of my favorite authors of all time, John Flavel. He was a 17th century uh, theologian, uh, writer, and um, the things that he says about Jesus Christ are phenomenal. And I'm going to read uh, from the introduction of his volume one. And he writes this. He's writing with regard to why he is writing these papers, which eventually turn into several volumes uh, with regard to the person of Christ. He says, if my pen were both able and at leisure to get glory in paper, it would be but a paper glory when I had gotten it. But if by displaying, which is the design of these papers, the transcendent excellency of Jesus Christ, I may win glory to him from you, to whom I humbly offer them, or from any other into whose hands providence shall cast them, that will be glory indeed, and an occasion of glorifying God to all eternity. Now let, let's pray. Father, the things that are written in this text, the passion of this, this beloved theologian, that he would see more of Christ and that be able to explain Christ in a more profound way. Lord, I pray that this passion would become ours, would become the passion of every Christian, but especially the passion of Christ's ministers, that we would be consumed with knowing Christ and consumed with making him known, searching out every possible detail that we might present that detail to your people. Father, help us now as we go through this, this small, this brief paragraph written by this choice servant. In Jesus' name, amen. He starts off by saying, um, if my pen were both able and at leisure to get glory in paper, it would be but a paper glory when I had gotten it. Now, what does he mean by that? He said, he's saying that if I am simply writing for my own honor, my own fame, that men might acknowledge that I'm a great theologian or an eloquent speaker, eloquent writer, then the glory in that would be nothing more than a paper glory. And, and you know how thin paper is, how superficial paper is. It would be a hollow glory, a vain glory, a glory that would amount to nothing. Now, that is a good word for those of us who are preachers. We must be always aware for whom we preach, for whom we write. If it is to gain a glory for ourselves, then it is nothing more than a paper glory. It is a hollow glory that in the end has absolutely no eternal value. But he goes on and he says, if my pen were both able and at leisure to get glory in paper, it would be but a paper glory when I had gotten it. But if by displaying, which is the design of these papers, but if by displaying the transcendent excellency of Jesus Christ, I may win glory to him from you. Now, what, what, what is the purpose of his writing? And if you read, 
even just the introduction of John Flavel. There are several volumes, and they're all a worthy read. But if you were just to read the introduction, you would see immediately that you would see something that, that cannot be faked, that this man has a passion, a passion for knowing Christ and the work of Christ, particularly Christ's work of redemption. He's consumed by it, and his great desire is to make it known to the congregation, to make it known to God's people. He says, to make known, to display. I love that word. In a sense, God, it's a very important word with regard to God. Often we use the word revelation, which is a very, very good word. But the, the idea that in creation, God is displaying, unfolding, making known his glory. And, and John Flavel says that's his purpose for writing. That's his purpose for preaching. Even that is his purpose for studying, to display the transcendent excellency of Jesus Christ. I love the word uh, excellency. As a matter of fact, I like to get a little Hebrew with it and I like to put it in plural. You know, when we find many Hebrew words in plural, it's the idea of of the greatness of the thing. You know, water may refer to a, a small body of water, but many waters or waters in plural refers to a great body of water. And so when we talk about the excellency of Jesus Christ, we can say the excellencies of Jesus that they, they just abound, they're, they're multiform, they're many faceted. Um, Christ is like a diamond with so many, an infinite number of faces. And every time you turn the diamond, you see a, a new beauty. That's the way Christ is. And, and notice that, that John Flavel says here, the transcendent excellency. You will never, if you have the mind of of a John Owen, if you have the mind of an archangel, um, you will never, even in eternity, be able to comprehend all the excellency, all the glory of Christ. And if you had the voice of, of an angelic choir, if you had the eloquence of, of a Spurgeon or an Alexander McLaren, you, you would not be able to communicate even what you know regarding the excellencies of Christ. And, and this is the beauty of preaching. It's also the pain of preaching, the anguish of preaching. How many times have I read Spurgeon where before he preaches on the cross, he gives an apology that, that he has not comprehended even the smallest part of the glory of this thing. And even what he has comprehended, he cannot make known with voice. And sometimes he'll say, if I had the voice of an archangel, still wouldn't be enough. And so John Flavel is given to displaying the transcendent excellency of Christ. He says that I may win glory to him from you. Now, what is he saying here? Because it's, it's not just a structure, a sentence structure. There's, there's something really being communicated here that I have seen in many, many ancient writers. To win glory to him that the purpose of writing, of preaching, of studying is that Christ may gain glory. But listen to what he says, to gain, to win glory to him from you. You see, the whole concept is this, that the preacher locks himself away. Not minutes, hours and hours a day, searching out 
the transcendent excellencies of Christ. That's that's his job. And yes, he does it for his own spiritual good. But more than that, he is there for his people. Seeking to know, to to mine deeper and deeper and deeper into the person of Christ and the work of Christ, that he may draw forth all these beautiful things and show them to God's people. And in showing these things to God's people, you see what's happening is it draws out their affections. I have often said that Christ does not lead his people with a whip. But what he does is if your heart is truly regenerate. Well, let me back up for a moment. The unregenerate, the unconverted, the more they know of Christ, the more they will be antagonistic toward him, the more hostility will be generated in their heart toward him. But for the converted, for those who have a regenerate heart, whose heart have been changed by the power of God, a heart that now delights in righteousness, the more that regenerate person sees of Christ, the more it draws out their affections for Christ. And that affection displays itself in conformity of character, obedience to his will, praise to his name. And you see, that's the task of the preacher. Is to go in. To spend long hours to even to labor over, to anguish over in study and in prayer. The glories, the excellencies of Christ in the text and then and then bring those out and set them before God's people so that God's people. Can can see them, can behold beauty that is up to this point been undiscovered to them. And then that beauty, that excellency uh, drives them. Uh, my, My fellow Christian ministers, ministers of Christ. Sometimes when I'm tired, I think about the carpenter in our church, the mechanic in our church. I think about the housewife and and the mother. I, I think about people who in God's providence have been called to work in so many areas that require so much time. And that many of them would love to spend more time in the scriptures, but because of the the pressing, um, the pressures of the day. They're unable to. And yet it, it is my job. It is my glorious and and sometimes difficult task to study, not just for me, but for them. You see, that mechanic who's working 14 hours a day to feed his children. Should I not go into the study, not just for me, but for him? To find excellencies that he may not be able to find. And present those beautiful things of Christ to him that on Sunday, on Wednesday, whenever we congregate, his affections are drawn out, his heart is warmed and he goes back into his work week. With a greater love for Christ, with a greater devotion. He says that I may win glory to him from you to whom by humbly offer them. Or from any other into whose hands providence shall cast them. He lived many, many decades ago, but providence has cast his work into my hands and into the hands of many other saints who read Flavel. But here's what I want you to see, especially you young ministers today. Don't bother yourself with being known. Don't bother yourself with searching for some 
uh, internet presence or making yourself known so that you're invited to many conferences. Don't don't get lost in such trivial, pathetic things. Don't do that. Trust in the providence of God. Give yourself to hours and hours of study and prayer. Devote yourself not to preaching to other people on the Internet, but preaching to the congregation before you. And if you will do that, God in his providence will expand your work. And it may not be in your lifetime, but he will use your work. Entrust yourself to God and, and stop looking for all these silly things that men look for today in order to somehow expand their ministry. Trust in the providence of God and do what you are called to do. Study, pray and preach. Now he goes on and he said. That I may win glory to him from you to whom I humbly offer them and from any other into whose hands providence shall cast them. That will be glory indeed and an occasion for glorifying God to all eternity. The glory and the joy of the minister of Christ simply in knowing that God has used him to bring glory to the Son. Oh, dear brothers, we have, we have been granted such a privilege. Lay aside so much of your busyness. Devote yourself to going far down in the mind, in the mine, collecting precious gems, gold and silver, diamonds, these beautiful, intricate, precious doctrines of Christ and his work of redemption. And then every Wednesday, every Sunday, or whenever you meet, feed your people, not with your quaint sayings and wisdom. Not with trite entertainment and, 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 and silliness. But with joy and solemnity. With hope and the fear of the Lord. Present to them Christ. Give them Jesus. And once again. This is why as ministers of Christ. We pray, we study, and this is why we also read very old books. God bless you.